Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern day Asian American woman. I'm Janet. And I'm Mel. Today's episode is about a topic that, I don't know, it's like loaded. It's fun to talk about, but it also makes me really cringe sometimes. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about it, Mel? Do you want to reveal the word? Do you want to reveal the word? Y'all, we're talking about dating. My current, that's my current reaction to it is, ugh. My current reaction is, oh. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely think Jan and I are kind of um, in different places on the spectrum. In terms of dating, I think this is, we always talk about this. We do like a dating update episode probably every six months. Yeah. Because, you know what? We're not in relationships. So in some ways we have updates, but we don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Mel has actually had um, some interesting dating stories. I feel like I'm actually really proud of you. I have to say that in the last like six months, the activity of your dating has picked up a lot. Yeah, surprisingly, I feel like um, the winter winter season, you know, it is cuffing season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, my activity has picked up. I think more than anything, um, where I am in terms of dating, I'm a little bit more open-minded. And we were just having a conversation today over lunch about how I think I'm just, I know I say this all the time, but I'm more ready and open-minded to take on that new part of, that new phase of my life. Yeah. And I kind of want to partner now to like explore that yeah not only do you want it but i remember you were saying i'm in i'm just in the mood to go out and like meet people Mm. and i feel like like last year or even the year before that i remember you saying your yearly average is like one date a year that's true because even though you're like i kind of want a partner but you were just like not in the place really wanting to like go through the motions of dating Mm -hmm. right and i feel like now you're like ready and i even remember i think it was like within the first week of the new year you had already gone on two dates (laughs) what actually no i could clarify that so okay, yeah, yeah. I will say during it was like winter, maybe December, January, where I feel like I was talking to more guys, mm. and I've even like met up with some of them, like on a Facetime date versus just letting the chat die out. Mm-hmm. Um, which I could share later. That it they're, they're each their own stories in itself, actually. And on my end, um, if you all listened to the episode that just came out before this last week, um, I was in a not fully like titled relationship, but I was seeing someone exclusively for like three to four months Mm -hmm. so I was not dating but that relationship ended um right around like November so I've had a couple of months now where I'm like reintroducing myself to the dating world Mm -hmm. um and I did I have gone on like a video chat but I'm I'm definitely in a I'm like in the slower reintroduction than Mel 
Um, so I actually want to go directly just into some of your stories, Mel, because you had two really like mm. solid dates, I would say, during the winter months, right? Yeah. And the funny thing is, uh, there's so many details in this because they happened around the same time. Yeah. It's like not, kind of rare for me. Like I'm definitely the type of girl that like I may be chatting with guys, but I don't only really go on multiple dates in the same like time frame. Um, and Jana has been very keyed in on both stories because I was on holiday break and I needed a girl like, hey, <laughs> am I doing this right? But I could share the stories. Um, one was they're both surprising to me in both mm-hmm. in different ways. One was more unpleasant than the other. <laughs> okay, so let me just let's just have some girl talk right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, so let me paint the picture. It was around December, and I was about to go home to NorCal to spend holidays with my family, um, but then I got a cold. And I was mm. like, okay. And during this time, I already matched with one guy. I'll call him. What should I call this guy? Which one was he? I'm trying to remember. He was the one that moved from the East Coast mm. to San Francisco for work. And I will call him. I haven't forgot his real name now. <laughs> should we call him Mechanical Pencil? For, <laughs> it doesn't quite make sense. Okay, you me. know what? I went on a live to talk about this. I'll call him Potato Boy. Potato Boy. Oh, sorry, oh. Tater Tot Boy. Oh, Tater Tot. Okay. And I'll explain later. So tater, So I matched with Tater Tot Boy, mm-hmm. and we were texting for about a week. And I was like, okay, like, I'm we're, we're kind of like, you know, getting along, and I, he sounded really promising. Based on his Hinge profile, he sounded pretty attractive. And I, I think at this point, I'm like, we've been talking for a while. We should probably, like, you know, meet in person. And just to give you guys context also, I did set my location for SF because I knew I was going to be there for the holidays. Right. So I was like, you know what? Let me change it up a bit. LA wasn't really – I wasn't really feeling it. And I plan on being back in the Bay for a long time. So, match with Tater Top Boy. Combo is going well. There were some, like, yellow flags that came out that I wasn't quite sure. Like, for example, I asked him, like – he moved from D.C. I was like, oh, how is like how is the dating scene compared to D.C. and SF? And he was like, oh, I didn't date in D.C. And I was like, oh. And I don't know for me. I was like, does it mean that he like didn't date at all? Like this is mm. his first time dating or did he have a girlfriend? So like my mind was like, huh. But I didn't really think too much of it. Yeah. And I'm going to go. I'm going to just f- cont- finish this story first before going to the other guy. Yes. So with Tater Top Boy, I was like, all right, I'm going to meet with him in person in SF when I get up there. Ooh, actually, let me just, I do have a memory of, mm. we had a meeting and I remember you were showing me the chat that you guys had and we looked him up on LinkedIn. Mm. I remember the impression that I had from Tater Top Boy was I liked him for you because I was like, oh, on paper, he seems pretty good and he seems nice. Yeah. And his like LinkedIn profile photo, it looks professional, you know, put together. Yeah. Um, he had a, a good a good job. Um, you know, I think he went to business school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're right. Then it's a little bit of a yellow flag. Like, oh, why didn't you date? Exactly. In DC? Okay. So that's, Wait, a, that's what we're kind of going into. Yeah. And then at this time, I was like chatting with all my single friends and they're like, Mel, like, don't be judgy. Just like go on the date and see because I'm like you know I do enjoy our conversations but there was like little yellow flags like mm-hmm. that but I was like mm, let's not think too much of it anyways I got sick the day before I, I wanted to drive up to the Bay Area and I was like ooh this is I don't know if I feel comfortable going up and so I like tested myself for COVID got a rapid test got a PCR test and I came back negative and I, but I still decided to like stay back an extra day just to be safe I also texted him saying, hey, tater tot boy, like, just letting you know, I am not feeling really well. I did test twice for COVID because I know it's the holiday season, um, but I could totally do a FaceTime date instead. Let me know what you prefer. Just want to be clear. He says, let's still meet up. It's okay. I was like, okay. Mm. So we set the date for in person. I end up driving to SF first, and I, stay, I was staying at my friend Sally's place, and 
Sally and my friend Dookie, they both like helped me dress up for the date, and they both dropped me off on this date. So like they dropped Aww. me off at this bar. I see him outside, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I go up to him in person. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not like, oh shit, you mm. hot. I didn't have that reaction, but he looked nice. Yeah. I think once he we, he started talking, I was like, oh. Wait, wait. First of all, what was he wearing? Do you remember? I think he's wearing like a button down. Okay. And he made jeans and like a bomber jacket. So pretty okay. solid. Like yeah. you know, like he was dressed well. Um, was he already sitting down when you walked in, or he hiding? was outside waiting for me? Oh, okay, that's yeah. nice. That was yeah. nice, right? So he waited for me to go up. Uh, but I think he's, we said he said hello, and then it was like. I don't know. At first, I was like, I, I didn't get the, like, first reaction or first initial attraction. Mm. But we sat down, and then when the conversation started, I could already feel myself not being attracted to this guy. Mm. And I was like, damn it. I think I did have the thought that crossed my mind, like, oh, shit. Like, I could have saved myself, like, that reaction if I just went on a FaceTime date. Because mm, I, see, I, I, see. I will say, though, the older I get, and as my preferences start tightening up a bit, which is not know if it's a good or bad thing. I do kind of care how a man carries himself with conversation, mm-hmm. how he portrays himself, like how even he says hello and like, you know, greets you. And I think with this guy, I felt a little bit of social awkwardness, which mm-hmm. is not bad, but like most of the guys I've dated are very charismatic mm. and it's an interaction thing. So yeah. that's something I felt. We had this moment. It's not a big deal. I thought it was like, okay. So I'm just sharing everything with everyone at this point. Like, I hope I'm not, I, I may sound a little judgy to be honest. That's uh, all, you gotta, you gotta put it all out there. And a lot of what dating is, is us judging each other. A little right? bit. Yeah. But what you choose to do with that judgment is, yeah. is okay. So I think you should totally just be, be as blunt and honest as, you that's know, true. as is comfortable. Yeah. So, Okay. After I had that initial thought, I was like, Mel, tune that out. It's okay. Like, don't – you're still here. Let's have – like, for me, let's enjoy the conversation. Yeah. So that's what I had in mind. All right. So we sit down and we order our food. He was like – I think I felt like I – I kind of feel like I took the lead a little bit. And mm. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. So we ordered – each. we each got a mojito. We ordered tater tots for the table. Mm. And he got a, a, a tacos. And I wasn't super hungry. Anyways, the food came and he, got, and he stands up. Or he's like getting a little hesitant. And he's like, uh – uh, I gotta go. I just got Invisalign. I gotta go to the restroom to remove it. And he, <laughs> he was saying how like this is our first date. Uh, and, and I thought it was like kind of like oh okay. Like I didn't care because like Jay, you have Invisalign. I remember Mel texted me. She's like, oh, he totally reminded you because he's talking about he needs to take out his teeth. <laughs> yeah. So I told him I was like, hey, like oh, it's okay if you do it at the table. Like my friend also yeah. has Invisalign. I understand. But also, here's the thing. And that's like uh, a, a charismatic way to handle that on a date is you say, excuse me, uh, I'm going to go to the bathroom, you know, excuse me for one minute while I use the restroom. Yeah. You go to the restroom. You don't have to tell someone you're taking it out. You go, because it could be you're washing your hands before a meal or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah. You didn't have to, that's one way you can handle it without having to bring in that like, yeah. to reveal too much, I guess. That's true. That's true. I think we did talk about him getting Invisalign recently. So I was like, yeah, that's why. Mm. But as he was in the restroom, that's when I texted you. And then I texted Sally, who also went to grab dinner with, like Dookie and Sally went to grab dinner as they were waiting for me. And I and I just text her saying he just left to get to take off his Invisalign and she was like ha 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 she's like <laughs> laughing hella hard and I was like honestly as a text this is pretty funny but I yeah. didn't care but I was like oh yeah, yeah, interesting yeah. like just things to know anyway he comes back and we just started having a conversation and like just through the conversation I just grew less and less attracted to him I remember yeah and I can I can feel your hesitancy and I relate to this so hard because you're like I don't want to be judgy yeah but I already noticed in your story already two to three times you said. I felt a little yellow flag, but I said, nope, I'm going to keep going. So that's, you're already doing your part to be open-minded, right? And you shouldn't feel bad about not being attracted to someone. 
you know what because I I also remember when you were um, explaining to me why it didn't feel like you weren't vibing so much Mm -hmm. was the way you said like when he was talking um, and it's not it's not because you weren't paying attention but you just weren't like engaged it wasn't engaging like he would say something and then maybe it's the way he's talking or what he finds interesting that he's sharing yeah I just remember you were like I just had a hard time like maintaining attention yeah you know and that's not your bad that's just you know, not a good match. That's true. Yeah. I agree, I agree. It's a vibe thing. I think for me also is like, I, I was trying to describe like my, how the conversation went to someone. They're like, why didn't it go well? I was yeah. like, it did not go well. It's just more like, I describe it as when I'm having a conversation with someone, I'm like, you're taking me on a ride, right? Are you driving this conversation? Where are we going? And I think mm. with him, it felt like, where are we going with that? Like, did you throw it back to me? I feel like a lot of things he asked me were things I already asked him. He like he'll say like, oh. "Oh, I'm gonna ask you the same thing next." So I'm just like, "Oh, like I already asked you that." And I'm gonna give this example now. So the, I'm gonna compare this date with the other day. I'm gonna share. Yeah. So I asked this guy. I was like, "How would your friends describe you?" And he was like, "Oh, oh, um, you know, that's a really good question." Uh, and I was like, "Oh, like." I think for me, I don't mind that you don't know the answer. Yeah. But how do you convey you don't know the answer? And But mm. at the same time, I get you're nervous on a date. But I think for me, again, I've – this is also my history. Like, I've been on dates with guys who know how to carry themselves very well. Yeah. And it's not like a ding on them. It's just that's my preference. That's what I'm attracted to, though, is how you carry yourself with confidence, even if, even if you are not sure. Yeah, and I remember you were saying that is like he didn't know how to carry himself in that way or he didn't know how to like, it's okay if you don't know the answer to something, but then you can direct the conversation or you can say, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Give me some time to think about that. How about you? How would your friends describe you? Exactly, you know, or like, exactly. or, or ask another follow-up question. Yeah. It does sound like even in your observation of when you guys ordered your food, that you were doing most of the leading yeah. and that he didn't quite, he doesn't quite have like an agenda or a way to take control of the situation yeah totally get it and i think i found that whole dating thing i think he was in a relationship maybe i forgot but so i understand like maybe it's like his first time back out oh i see i see so i'm like i get it like i totally understand like i just feel like the conversation i think in the 80 percent of it i was like i was trying really hard and like i still enjoy getting to know someone but towards the 20 percent, i was like well i know i'm like (laughs) i went to the restroom and i texted sally i was like like, we're pretty much done. Like, I was done with my drink. I was like, I'm done. You, can you guys pick me up? Like, mm. I don't really want to, like... My old me, because I had this before on a date, where if he wanted to stay longer, I would have just kept going. Mm. But at this time, my friend's like, it's about, it's about saving your own energy. Yeah. So, like, if you yeah. didn't feel anything, it's time to call it quits. Yeah. And you did have... I did have a drink. I did enjoy it. The... I enjoyed my appetizers. I don't know tell it was. Your tater tots. Yeah. <laughs> tater tots. Um, but I think other things through the conversation, I realized we weren't a match. So just just little things. I'm like, okay, this is I, – I know for sure. Not, not yeah. just a conversation thing. So anyways, ended that date. Cool. Got picked up. Then to grab – and then I went to grab, like, dessert with my friends, which is great. Here's when the story gets interesting and kind of like, ooh, and it's mm-hmm. – you know. So I'm the type of person that usually after a date, after the next day, if it's not going anywhere, I think it's polite to let the guy know you're not interested in a very right. upfront but polite way. <sighs> okay, so the next day, my friend told me, and this is me being really honest, yeah. being transparent. My friend's like, Mel, I think you should test again for COVID. Because at that time, Omicron, like Omicron is like really... It was just starting to, to like, get spread. freaking yeah. crazy. And so my cold, right, it went, it, went, it definitely died down. I was like, hey, I yeah. don't feel as bad. 
And I did test before, and it got negative twice. And so I tested again in the morning that the next day. Yeah. And I tested positive. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, shit. Did I get fucking COVID? Like, yeah. what the what the F? Like, and so, because I'm the I'm type of person, like, I do wear my mask everywhere. Like, I, I yeah, try to yeah. be Well, very you had safe. already tested twice before, too. Yeah, just to, be, just to be safe. And so at this time, I, had, I did not go home yet. Yeah. So I was still at Sally's and I told Sally right away she's like yep we're separating you could take my apartment I'll be in somewhere else so she let me quarantine at her place but here's the awkward moment and I was like fuck do I tell the guy I can't tell him I have COVID and I'm not interested and we'll oh, go. you had two pieces of information like, to serve do I do, right? <laughs> so I was like shit so my my mind was like you know what Mel just tell him you have COVID that way like there's Let's do it one at a time. One at a time, yeah. You know, yeah. let's not be like, let's not be that <laughs> Dropping two bombs, yeah. I already feel like shit, you know? Like, yeah. I was like, when you get positive, you just feel like a shitty person. You don't want to infect people. You're like, fuck. Anyways, I texted him. I was like, I am so sorry to let you know, but I just tested positive. I'm getting like, I'm just, I think it'd be safe you test, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So he was like, thank you for letting me know. Like, very polite about it. And yeah. like, I appreciate his politeness. So at that point, like, he was still kind of texting me afterwards, like, mm. checking in on me, which I appreciate. But I think it got to a point where I'm like, Oh man, I don't really want to lead you on. Yeah, and, like yeah. I kind of don't. Fuck, dude. It's <laughs> like yeah, a really yeah, yeah. weird situation, right? Um. So, anyways, safely quarantined. I ended up like not responding back to one of his messages. He was like, "Hey, what are you watching now?" And I'm like, "Oh, like I really don't." Your guilt was starting to eat in a little. Yeah, yeah. and I think someone told me. And maybe you. I texted you during like because I was obviously in quarantine. I was like, "What do I do?" You're like, "Mel, you don't owe him anything." Yeah. You know, and I was like, "You're right," and so. Finally, after I'm out of quarantine and I'm back home safe, I tested negative, I was good. I was like, okay, now it's time to really just send the I'm sorry, but I'm not interested text. text yeah. And I was very upfront. I was like, hey, like, I said, this is exactly what I said. I said, hi, um, sorry, I wasn't being responsive. I just wanted to be in my own space during my quarantine. I'm out and I'm safe now and I'm negative. Thanks for checking in on me, something like that. And I said, I just really want to be honest with you. I want to thank you so much for being proactive and, you know, um, taking me on the day and paying for the date. Um, if I had to be completely transparent with you, I don't see a romantic connection, but I do hope you have a really good new year. Yeah. And that's perfect. I remember reading that text and being like, this is great. This yeah. is perfect. And right? yeah, for you don't really owe him anything. You guys went on one day and he was messaging you, but you had very valid reasons for not being quick to respond. You were you were sick, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then now and then now you're sending a very direct but polite message. Yeah. And also I am the type of person, not about y'all, but I had this fucking like checked by like six different people. Like Janet checked it. Tim checked it. And I have a group chat with four other of my like single-ish friends. Yeah, yeah. They all four of them checked it. They're like, get rid of that. It's fucking long. I was like, all right. <laughs> so they all checked it. So I was like, I'm good to go. I got my per- my like real life Grammarly is giving me the okay. <laughs> so I freaking send the text. And this guy texts me back immediately and says to me, well, Venmo charged me then. And I legit was like, I literally, I was yeah. dumbfounded. I was sitting there by my phone waiting for the dot, dot, dots to be like, just kidding. No. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, uh, I didn't know what to do. I legit FaceTime called my singles group. And it was like, no, I screenshot the message. I FaceTimed them. And all of them on FaceTime were looking at me like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> my two guy friends were like, looking at me like, I don't know what to tell you, Mel. This yeah, is like, yeah. They were just in, sh- in shock yeah. that that was his response. And so I was like, what the fuck do I, this is weird. What do I do? And like. One of my friends, Sally, she was like, 
Mel, fuck that. Venmo charged him the whole amount and and then fucking write, who hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you guys, I can't about that me. And I was telling them, like, I understand if it's like I went to like a nice restaurant, or even like a, right, right, a right. big meal. Like we, be- I had five tater tots. Yeah. Tater tot boy. <laughs> he had tacos. Okay. I know. You had a couple tater tots. That's it. I had like five pieces. I was like, this is fucking weird. So I was like, you know what? Like. I finally came to the conclusion, like, I'm going to just, fine, I'll just pay him my half. So I texted him back saying, sure, just let me know how much my half was. And then he goes to me instantly. Ha ha, just playing. Have a good new year. Yeah. That fuck? was, I remember when you told me this, my immediate thought was, ooh, okay, he did like you, so he was hurt. Only a hurt person will respond that way to kind of ne- neg you a little bit, you know, or like, I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah. like poke at you just a little bit. Like, he was trying to basically make you, like, kind of pull the rug from under your feet a little bit with that with that type of, like, response, right? Yeah. Someone would only do that if they're a little butthurt, you know? So he was obviously interested. and, and yeah. then But you didn't do anything wrong. You don't owe him anything. But I think that response to me showcased a little bit of emotional immaturity. Yeah. I think a part of me is like, fuck, like, is he mad? I don't... Well, I don't... He, if he is fucking... That's like, yeah. you don't owe him anything. I just don't... You know, I think my guilt is kind of like... I didn't. I don't think I got I gave him COVID. But I'm just like, I'm sorry. For me, I'm like, I feel shitty for putting you in that situation. But the same time I asked him, I'm feeling sick. Did you want yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. So you I had like, already I told checked. him, I'm feeling sick. I tested twice. I'm negative, right? Yeah. So I mean that. So that's a good. Po- like I didn't think about him maybe being angry because of the COVID thing. I was just thinking about mm. he was being angry because he's being rejected essentially. That's true. And then he came back and said the ha ha ha. So that's fine, whatever. But yeah, I that was a pretty interesting story to me because I was like, wow, I don't think I've ever <laughs> never had that. Happened. And I'm, I think someone messaged me. They're like, maybe he's just new to dating. He didn't know how to handle. It. Like he didn't know how to pay. I was like, no, I get that. But there's a way to have. There's social. The way you. There's a way to like conduct yourself in yes, a social way. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't it for that me. That was just not it. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, that was that story. And I'm and I was like, what the fuck? I want to know has anyone else ever had that? If you've had an experience yeah. where you had a date afterwards be like, hey, like, pay me for the other half of the date because of whatever. I want to hear that story. Because you're yeah. the first person I've ever heard that happen to. And <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. Anyone else out there had had a similar situation? If you do, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Do you know what the secret is to keep a baby's skin healthy? The secret is a diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. You've heard me talk about Pampers Swaddlers on our podcast many, many times now, and that's because Pampers Swaddlers is the diaper for healthy baby skin. Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better than a leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. And if you're a fan of Pampers, you've got to check out their new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, which clean better than Huggies Natural Care and are five times stronger, so they resist tearing during a diaper change. With free and gentle, mess meets its match. And if you're like me and you love saving and getting rewarded for something you gotta buy anyway, like diapers, don't forget to download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. You can redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers free and gentle wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. This funny thing is, as that story was going on, I was also talking to someone else. Yeah. And I, I like this because they're very different. different. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, sorry. I'm just talking too much. Y- no, no, no. This is all the stuff that we want to hear. Okay. 
I've had this much activity in a long time. <laughs> um, so the second guy I went on a date, I, I started talking to. I'll call him. He had a great voice. Mr. Mm. Nice Voice. Mr. Nice Voice. Oh, my God. So I, if you guys don't know, Hinge, Hinge now has a new um, feature where you can add voice prompts. Yeah. At first, I was like, this is weird. But one of the guys I... I saw, I was like, I played his video or his voice. And I was like, this guy has such a great voice. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I really, really like it. And his profile was like, you know, pretty good. I think typically I wouldn't maybe have swiped. But I was like, you know, everything else looks great. So I swiped right. And then we matched. And at first I wasn't sure how I felt about him because he was really adamant of going on a FaceTime call. And I was mm-hmm. like, because he barely, he didn't give me 24 hours to respond to his last message. And I was like, what the fuck? Is this guy like hella desperate or something? Or like... Mm-hmm. Because I was sick. Yeah. So yeah. I literally, so um, just to give you guys also context, this is before I left for SF. And I was, had a cold. I was like in my bed the whole time. And so we matched up and he was like, I want to go on a FaceTime date. And I was like, okay, he's kind of really adamant. But at the same time, I was so bored of being sick. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> Let's go on a FaceTime date. So literally five minutes before this call, I had zero expectations. This is the first time like, I wasn't nervous. I was like, fuck it. Like, whatever. I'm like, literally have a box of tissues, yeah. a cup of tea in my bed. And I just put on my fucking lashes in five minutes. <laughs> call it a fucking day. Right. Um, so we go on our call. I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. And I was shocked like how I felt like mm. this is the first time I will say ever on a FaceTime date or a conversation. It just felt a real, it was like one of the best conversations I've ever had. Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a I know. high, high compliment. I know. And how, how long was the conversation? It was like probably two hours. Damn. Right? Two hours for, and you're six. So you're yeah. not feeling a hundred, but you were obviously like engaged enjoyed. enough. Yeah. Enjoyed it enough to stay on. But actually let y'all know, like I do tend to go for two hour dates. That's like average. I like to talk a lot. Yeah. But one thing I appreciate about him is that he was so attentive. Mm. and asked really good intentional questions and i was like dang this guy like knows how to drive a conversation and i just liked how we would talk about something he was like hey melody i just want to pause you real quick like you said something about this do you mind going into that a little bit more and there's Mm. it was like it was also like reciprocated both that way yeah and there's also moments of laughter i just thought it was really Mm. funny they were poking fun at each other and it was just like the perfect blend of serious i'm getting to know you you're actually listening to me and i'm listening to you and we're having fun Mm. so i was like this is perfect yeah that's great chemistry yeah and like as soon as i hung up the call i walked downstairs my roommates were downstairs she's like how was it i was like i was smiling i was like i haven't felt this way in so long like i could describe it as like they weren't like 100 percent butterflies but i feel like pop like let's pretend all my butterflies are locked in a box mm-hmm. i feel some came out mm. and i felt the flutters yeah yeah you felt flutters yes yeah. and i was like this is this is what it's nice for. yeah and so that went well Fast forward, literally two days after that amazing call was that tater top boy date. Oh, God. So <laughs> so just to comparison, the conversation, I was just like, dude, what the yeah, freak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just so crazy. And here's the thing I'll be really transparent about and I'll share is that if I have to be completely honest with myself, if you put tater top boy and um, nice nice voice guy together at a club, let's just say I'm in a club, mm-hmm. it didn't ha- I didn't talk to them, I would probably still, I would still go for tater top boy and not nice guy yeah. voice. But talking to both of them, I would totally not go yeah, for a tater yeah, top boy yeah. and like try to something with a nice, nice voice guy. Anyways, after that, obviously I was in quarantine and me and Mr. Nice Voice hopped on like two more calls, just mm-hmm. phone calls. And again, there were great conversations. I feel like I got to know him more. I was like, oh, and the biggest thing I loved about this dude was that I could legit see him in every group of my friends getting mm. along with everyone. And I was so excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, 
that just like kind of like made me realize like I do value that because I think in the past all the guys I've dated some of my friends didn't like yeah there's always like mm, you know like and I didn't like that feeling yeah so with this guy as I was so I think this time around with dating I was like oh I really want to find someone that my friends would really get along with mm-hmm. he totally gave me that vibe but after the third call the phone call so keep in mind first one was a facetime date second was a phone call third was a phone call Mm -hmm. i just started to feel like okay we get along really well and i said on the phone like i was like man like i could see me and you being really good friends yeah like we get we just get each other it's hella funny like he's my type of like homie yeah but the romantic feelings weren't completely there Mm. and he's expressed like he expressed things to me like like interest yeah yeah so he was kind of flirting but for you you just didn't quite feel the flirtiness yeah like that was like kind of exciting but i wasn't like ooh, yeah yeah. and then i at this point i literally hopped on hella calls with janet i was like (laughs) what do i do like am i overthinking this like this is the first time i felt something i just don't like right now i don't know how i feel anymore like i don't feel any romantic things and then people are saying like you mean an in-person date i was like yeah maybe but like even so i was like what do i do and i think was it you or someone said, just go on one more FaceTime date. Like, you need to see his face. Mm. So I was like, so I, the next time we schedule a call, I was like, hey, do you mind if we go on a FaceTime? Like, kind of just like want to like, you know, like change things up a bit, you know, whatever. So we go on our FaceTime date. So in, in our FaceTime date, he's also, he's super sweet, super like, we're both really comfortable with each other. Yeah. So th- there's a point where like, he was like lying on his bed on his, like laying on his arm. Mm-hmm. And it just helped me visualize like, what would pillow talk look like with him? Mm. Right? Yeah. How would, how would it be if I were in bed with him talking late into the night? Yeah. Would I, do I feel butterflies? Would I feel a certain way if his hand was on my thigh? Yeah. And when I was visualizing it, I didn't feel anything. Mm. I didn't feel excited. Yeah, yeah. I felt, if anything, kind of like turned off Turn by off. it. Yeah, yeah. And I think with then, you just kind of know. And like, yeah. also just for me as a person, like, I've had this happen in the past with mm-hmm. other guys that I found attractive. Like, I may find a guy attractive, we may, we may flirt, but until it gets a little like cuddly or hand touching. Yeah. And I have an immediate negative reaction mm. that's like my body and mind my mind telling me that's not it no yeah yeah so i knew in that moment i'm like shit i don't think this is it and so even though we were talking about having an in-person date i was talking to my other girlfriends they're like mel if you know why are you gonna waste your time yeah yeah oh that's so hard because i feel like finding the chemistry to be able to have that connection with someone is so hard and then when you don't feel sexually attracted and you, it can't, it's like, oh, and it's hard for that to develop, I feel like, you know. I know. If it's not there, it's, it, there needs to be a little bit of a spark there, I feel like. I agree. Yeah. And I, I think I know a lot of other people that maybe are like, I have friends who are like, oh, attraction grows for me and like physical and yeah. sexual attraction does. I've always been someone that's immediate or it's yeah, kind of like, yeah. you just kind of know. Either there or it's not. Yeah. yeah. But with this one time around, I was like, I just love conversation with him. I was yeah. like, you know what? Maybe I could try to like change my mindset a bit. But no, in the end, I also sent him like, I sent, <laughs> I sent both these guys a no rejection on the same day, both with opposing text back. So yeah, the yeah. other guy asked for a Venmo charge. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> this guy was like really nice. And he said to me, He's like, no need for a formal rejection. We didn't, we didn't even go on a date, but thank you so much for being real with me. Then he later said to me, he did send me a follow-up text. He's like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I really admire the way you talk about your friendships. I think Aww. it was really clear that you care about them so much. No need, no need to respond. Just want to let you know I really I love that about you. That's some I like this guy right? a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's going to be like, Mel, why don't you go for him? I'm just gonna, like, <laughs> you guys are listening. That's what you just say. But at the same time, I feel like he's someone I'm like, you know what? He's going to find a great girl. Yeah. He's yeah, going to yeah. find someone fucking amazing. Yeah. And he's someone I'm like, 
Dude, I don't think you listen to this podcast at all, but like, <laughs> just like, fucking, What's, yeah, yeah. Well, good stand up, solid dude, stand up, good person. I also, I really like that you you did really put a lot of thought into sending these messages to both of those guys, yeah. which I'm very proud of you for because I think it can, it can be really um, easy when you don't owe anyone anything to just like ghost or to yeah. you know whatever. But um, not only did you take the time to do it, but you also were thoughtful enough to pass it through multiple people to be like, hey, I just want to test like if you were receiving this message, yeah, yeah. did it feel okay? Am I missing anything? Yeah. Should I take anything out? Um, and then you can see one of the guys obviously really appreciated it. The other one. Yeah, he yeah. will learn. <laughs> he will learn. Yeah, I think for me, though, in general, like, I think ever since we talked about it for years now, like, I think regardless of, like, if I go on a date with you or we had, we jumped on a FaceTime call, I think for me, it's just, like, wrapping things up in a way. Yeah. It's like, I don't want, I don't want you to feel like I just ghosted you. Yeah. With those yeah, type yeah. of conversations. So that's just my preference now. But those are my two stories in the past two months. <laughs> very different. But I don't know. I just, it was very interesting for me because I haven't really had that. I haven't been, I haven't dated like this in a while. Yeah. It was funny because my friends, like, I was describing the dates and I was like, I think I'm going towards the wholesome route. Mm. But then my other friend's like, Mel, I actually don't think you're the wholesome type. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> what does that mean? But I also learned that I really valued, I do want to date someone that I, I can really see them getting along with my friends. Mm. That's like one of my strongest, like, barometers now. Yeah, yeah. Because I think our friendships, all my different friend groups are very different, but they're also very tighten it mm-hmm. if you can't mm-hmm. get along with them it's gonna be an issue right right what do you think is like the biggest takeaway from each of these guys for you personally i don't i'm thinking i'm still processing i think again it's a friend thing yeah like i want someone i could get along with, with your my friends with my friends and, and my family two i guess two things one on the dating apps i learn not to waste my time like mm. if you're texting just hop on a facetime call like i would have saved myself that whole thing with that tater top boy if i just got on a facetime date yeah 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 so i think i now might just initiate that first yeah that before hopping in person yeah the third thing is that it's a for me it's a glimmer of hope is that even with the guy that i was in the end i wasn't physically attracted to or romantically attracted to, i should say should clarify having the the little flutters mm. it makes me realize like yes i'm saving that box for the right moment mm. i don't want to just i do think that you have to date around a bit to see what's a good fit yeah but i think when I have those those inklings or those feelings, it's just like I know I'm still capable of that attraction, that mm. kind of like that like high school yeah, high yeah. school feeling of a crush, and I feel like I'm waiting to like, open the box for someone. Mm. I know I can. I'm just waiting for the right person. Yeah, yeah. It's just because I think when you when you haven't, you guys, I haven't had a boyfriend for like four years now almost. Yeah. And that when you don't have that interaction, it's not you forget that you could have that still. Yes. You know. I very much. I remember like. 2020 and before was my big block of like five years of not really having yeah. a lot of anything significant romantically. And you start to re- very realistically fear that you're like, what if I'm just like not capable of being attracted yeah. or like be- having that like yeah. romantic and chemistry and connection with someone? Yeah. So the fact that you were able to feel some flutters mm-hmm. is like really, really good. Yeah. Jay, I've been yapping away on like two <laughs> dating stories. No, you had two really solid stories and t- like two really solid dating experiences, I would say. I'm, I'm very proud of you for having those experiences. One, going on a physical date with someone. And then two, those are almost like, they were multiple phone calls or FaceTimes, but they're like multiple dates with someone. Yeah, that's You know, true. you really deeply explored possible connection with two people. Mm. So it was really solid. Thank you. Yeah.
I like jewelry that is simple, functional, and of high quality. One piece that I've been rocking recently is my Vermeil gold chain necklace from Orate. It's been my go-to necklace for layering when I'm headed to special events and as a standalone piece for everyday wear. Because it's all real gold, I can wear it in the shower, during yoga, and runs anytime. This is really important to me because I don't like fussing with putting jewelry on and taking it off. I like to wear it almost as second skin. Orate sells direct to you without the middleman markup, so they can offer the same quality as traditional Fifth Avenue brands at a fraction of the cost, and their pieces are ethically sourced and sustainably made. For 20% off your first Orate piece, go to oratenewyork.com abg and use promo code abg. That's 20% off with no minimum spend, and they rarely have discounts as high as 20% off, so I really encourage you to shop now while it's still going on. This is the best offer out there, and it's exclusively for our ABG listeners, so once again, go to A-U-R-A-T-E, New york.com slash abg and use promo code abg to get 20% off um on my end i (laughs) well so the thing with like the guy that i was seeing for like about four months like we had never entered the stage of official um titles labels we were seeing each other exclusively Mm -hmm. but even for a period when we were trying to figure out the like define the relationship thing i did bring up like if you're not going to want to call me your girlfriend are you okay with us seeing other people yeah and he's like whoa i've never done that before but i understand why you'd want that proposal and if that's what you want to feel comfortable i'm open to that you know so he was very fair i wasn't quite emotionally ready to do that i did have i never I think I did delete the app, so I don't think I ever deleted my profiles. Mm-mm-mm. So near the end of our relationship, or it wasn't a really, I mean, the relationship that didn't have a title, mm-hmm. I did already start going back on the apps. And mm-hmm. I was just just browsing and, you know, I, ha- I wasn't actually talking to anyone. Mm-hmm. So then when that formally ended, um, I did, I was like, fuck, here we go again, back to the rodeo, <laughs> the yeah, circus yeah, yeah. of getting, you know, getting back into the apps and spending more time on them and swiping and connecting and then chatting. And... I kind of just, this is one of those where I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to like, to your point of you get to the place where you're not going to necessarily want to text so much. You just want to jump onto a call or mm-hmm. a video chat or something to gauge. Um, so there was one guy that I was talking to, talking meaning we messaged a couple times back and forth. And then I think he might have proposed a video chat. Um, I don't quite remember. Um, but Mel looked at his profile. She could kind of see why I was interested in this guy. Mm-hmm. He's uh, educated at Oxford. I don't know if that makes me sound like someone who's like, you know, <laughs> digging well, for okay. Base, So she just showed me during lunch. And I was like, oh, I can see why you're attracted to him. And he was like adventurous, like, like the arts. Like he just seemed like he was the type to like take Jane on adventures. Yeah. Yeah. And he, in a lot of his photos, he was wearing kind of like a button up shirt, but he had very like kind of loose curly hair. Yeah. So to me, that was a combination of someone who's like, you are somewhat composed, but you're also kind of free spirited a bit, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, um, and I, like his, I think he went to UCLA and Oxford, and I just gave like so. I do like intellectual conversation, you and do. and he also had a link in his bio about like um, I think it was like the climate report or something. <laughs> Sorry. And, <laughs> and then and then he did mention like he's a pescatarian, so it's oh. like oh, right. So to me, I'm like that's someone who like thinks about the world and the climate in some or the world in some. I'm not like a super climate person, but to me, I like I like that's like I a climb on top of it. <laughs> if someone if someone's like side hobby or they nerd out on that kind of stuff, I do think it's interesting. Yes, right. I like yes. that. Um, and then in a couple of our chats, he was like, oh, sorry, my brother's here with my niece. Or like, oh, yeah, I'm heading to this. So it's like, oh, he's close to this family. Yeah. He's around kids. Yeah. So I was like, OK, cool. This could be a thing, you know. Yeah. And I remember at the end of the day, 
when we were about to get on the FaceTime call and I was like, oh, I'm kind of tired. I'm kind of like over this, whatever. But I was like, I'm going to force myself. I'm going to do it. Yeah, Just yeah. get it done. So I get on and it was even through the app. We didn't even exchange phone numbers. It was through Hinge. Um, and the moment the camera turned on and he started talking, I was like, ah. Really? <laughs> I felt, okay, I'm not going to feel bad about this. The same as we, this is a safe space and I should just be as honest, right? Yeah. Um, I just, I got this strong, like, almost like, I don't know if this is going to be PC. I'm going to say it and then I might, maybe we could take it out if it's not. I got like White Valley girl vibes from him. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, like the way he was raised, I think, in like Southern California. And so were you. Yes. And so was I. But, or SoCal is a very large region. But he talked like someone who like came from the, like a girl that's like, like, oh my God, I'm not. That is so, I would not do that. Oh. You know, like that's the way he talked. And most of the people that I know who talked like that are like white girls from the valley. Yeah, yeah. So I was already kind of like a little turned off. And then um, there was like an air of pretension around how he described some of his like interests. Like he was okay. talking about, yeah, you know, I do like to like travel here with my friends and you know we're starting this like business venture and the the model is all around the economics of blah and some of it was interesting to me but it was almost to the point where I'm like you're someone who kind of just like has hobbies with your friends and you guys talk a lot but you're not actually doing anything and you're kind of just like sitting on like the idea of being maybe I'm being a little rude or judgmental but that's kind of what happens when you meet someone, you're just trying to assess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those judgments aside, I was just the moment he started talking that because he had that kind of like air about him, yeah. it was a turnoff. But I was still, to your point, I'm going to be open-minded. Yeah, I stayed yeah. on that call for 40 minutes. That's a 40-minute video date. Because part of me was also, I got to a place where I was like, I'm kind of bored. Want to yeah. keep yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing, I'm actually only talking about this for the first time out loud. Another thing that I processed from him is I realized like he did – begin the conversation just talking about his work oh. and um and it was a safe it's a safe topic to fall back on yeah right and but i almost felt like the way he treated our quote-unquote mm. date facetime felt like he was treating a work meeting and to me i also didn't have quite the energy or desire to like lead the conversation so yeah. i open it up and i want him to see where he first wants to take this so when we open up the camera you're already giving me these like kind of white pretentious valley girl vibes yeah and then you and then i'm like oh cool so yeah how was your day he's like well, i was just on another work meeting and i'm trying to do a better job about having boundaries and that's been successful i like shut down my, and i was like oh so just like entertaining him by asking more questions about his work mm. but realized that he was just answering them and then going deeper in and it felt like I was having a work meeting with him oh, and there was no real fuck. questions turned back into me until much later in in the call and a thing that I like even I am someone who puts a lot of focus on work but that's something that actively in the last three to four years of my life I'm trying to have better boundaries over mm-hmm. And as I am aware of that now when I go on dates with people, Mm. I think I'm also looking for a partner who isn't – I want you to have passions and a grind. But if all you're focused on is talking about your job and even in his focus, he was talking about trying to be better balanced with his work and life. Yeah. And that just wasn't – I don't know why it wasn't attractive to me. Maybe because – I would really admire someone who already has figured out that balance. Yeah, I I can see that. But you know what, for me, ugh. (laughs) Sorry, as you're talking, it makes me realize more, another thing I really loved about Nice Guy guy Boy. Yeah. He literally said to me, he's like, I'm not going to ask you about your job. Yeah. Because I don't, because he's like, I don't think that's something we should, yeah. And then, because I did say to him, like, I'd rather you not ask. He's like, no, until you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Yeah. So I was like, he already had that boundary. Yeah. He's like, I don't want to talk about it. 
I think for this guy, the reason why I, if I were you, I'd be turned off is that I understand. We're in a, me and you, we just had a burnout. We understand (laughs) the struggle to find work-life balance sometimes. But for me, the reason why I find this interaction to be a turnoff is because you're telling me how you want to have a work-life balance and you want to like turn off. I wouldn't use that moment to be like, all right, enough talking about work, enough about me. How's how's your day going? Yeah. Then that's your moment to spin it. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just going deeper and deeper. And for me, I'm just like, you're just becoming, you sound more and more like a workaholic. Yeah. And yeah. also, again, to even go further with your point, you sound like someone that is talking the talk but not working the action. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Change the conversation. Let's stop talking about work then. I think that's that's also the vibe that I got when I was asking about his like, what are you, your interests and what you do? And he was talking about how, you know, because I think having having gone to um, Oxford for grad school, he had friends all over the world internationally. He likes to travel. And he's like, yeah, I would meet up with them. Or I'm working on like work. We're working on projects and business um, plans together. But the way that he was talking, I was like, it's a lot of like probably like theoretical philosophical you're planning things and you're not actually doing anything mm. and that to me was like oh i'm i kind of like someone who like takes action on their passions yeah. or something like i don't it just it, yeah the baseline though for me was like i just wasn't really physically attracted i didn't have that romantic at mm. all and then i was like okay fine then let's see if like but still being open-minded and spending time and i was like maybe this could just be a fun conversation for a tuesday night yeah and then when even then trying to talk to him it was like not really sticking i hit a point where i was like trying to i was like okay, in my head how do i end this how do i end yeah, it? how'd you end it um not very gracefully <laughs> you would think that after podcasting we've learned how to transition well right but honestly this is like 9 p.m at night you know by then I was already kind of tired going into it I was like trying to make it work and then I was just like I took the moment of beat that he had like a little bit of sense I was like oh you know what I'm so sorry it's already nine my gosh I have like a long day ahead of me tomorrow thank you so much for taking the time to chat and he's like oh yeah I could tell he was like not super taken aback but I think he got the hint that it's like Okay, it's not gonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very nice talking to you. It was polite. Hang up, and then no, no further messages. Oh, yes, after yes, that. Not messaging. Yeah, no more messaging. Mm. So, at least. damn. But you know what? For me, I've learned that like I just want to get my reps in uh, in terms of dating again. Like the reps of swiping and mm-hmm. connecting, and then the rep of sending messages, and then the rep of getting on a face a FaceTime chat or like a video chat. Yeah. I feel you. I think once you get more in, for me, it gets me more excited for the next one. Yeah. I'm less, like, afraid. Yes. Yeah, you kind of got to shake out the nerves a little. Because it's never, it doesn't always feel natural to, dating itself is just not a natural thing to do. Not on the apps. Yeah. you're kind of like, you're already going into like, oh, like, you my husband. (laughs) Versus like, I I do miss the whole like, I miss college because of like the meeting naturally. And like, I think even the whole idea when you're attracted to someone and there's a little bit of flirtations between you both and you're uncertain, there's some, there's some excitement about the unknown. Yeah. That I kind of like versus on the dating apps. You might not know right away if you like him or not, but it becomes, you kind of go on it for the same reasons. Yeah. A little bit. The premise is already there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what's really funny now that we're sharing our stories about dating is that it's really hard to describe why something didn't work either. Like, like, I think if anyone, like, I'm pretty sure our listeners are like, what the hell? Like, for example, like, Mel, why don't you go on the date with that guy? And I was like, you know what? Like, I can sit here and talk to you about it, but if you're not in my head and the feeling is hard to explain, yeah. you want to hear about your story, Jay. Like, I'm not you. For me, I was like, one question I was going to ask you is like, for example, how did you know he was all talk and not in plan? Like, what, what, what gave you this sign that his talking about his plans with his friends around the world wasn't just... He's actually doing something. Yeah, like- he might be. Actually, that's a good point. I probably was just jump. You know, I think I just started like judging him when he started talking about his work and hard of hard to put up boundaries and hard to like 
yeah, maybe I was judging him for all the wrong reasons because he was also like, he seems like someone who's kind of a bit of a floats around the world. Like he was like just in his place in Santa Monica for a little bit and maybe thinking about traveling to other places. I don't, yeah, maybe I was just, I just got this weird vibe where I, maybe it's also because I didn't actually understand some of it. Maybe he was speaking above my level of, of what they were trying to do, but mm. I didn't, it just sounded like they had a lot of plans that were not like very concrete. Was it too woo-woo? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. It was a little woo and it was a little bit like, it was like very theoretical. I think he was talking, they were trying to come up with different business models and then like having convincing people to use those models or something. And I was like, I, I'm like, this is all stuff that here like, here I, yeah, was, well, <laughs> well, part of me was thinking usually people, I'm like, once again, being judgmental, I think he worked in like bio something. And I was like, okay, you are someone who worked in, you went to undergrad studying, probably that. Uh, I think he studied bio or something like that. And then graduate school in that. And then now you've worked at, I, uh, I believe he had that like one single industry job for a long time. And then he's like coming up with these other side plans. And I just thought someone who's been in school for a long time, understands theory, doesn't quite understand application and a lot of how different industries in the real world work. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Mm. Because, um, yeah, I feel I feel like it's like, if you understand the way that real, that's, that certain industries function and how like, corporations work and all of and like mm. all that I was just kind of like you sound very like fantastical oh, and I have, see, like see. these these are great plans but in reality I don't know that that's gonna work that's true you know what I mean yeah it's hard because like I get what you're saying because like I definitely encountered like I encountered a guy I was attracted to and I was like oh I mean, he's a mutual friend of mine and my guy friend's like Mal, I don't think you should go for him I was like why he goes he always has these ideas and I'm like for me I'm like oh cool like it's hard because when you hear that you're like oh great they have an entrepreneur mindset or whatever yeah. but then when you like hear a, a other friend who's also an entrepreneur tell you no as an entrepreneur now <laughs> he has a lot of ideas but doesn't execute yeah. or he's always changing his mind and I'm like ooh so I could understand what you're saying now because I think we're both people that I had this conversation with another friend but I think we're both people that at the age we're at and where we're looking for in a partner we don't want things to be in theory. We want things yes. to be in plan. Yes. And I think it's not like, I understand everyone's looking for different things and they're different places in their lives. Um, I could, this is me saying now, right now in my point of life is that I prefer someone that is like, you're already doing the work. Yeah. And not saying people aren't when they think about the theories, but I want to be building something alongside someone yeah. a little bit versus like maybe five years ago, I would be all about the theories. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or like, but who can, who knows if I, my partner might be in one plan now and wants to change something else i think for me just knowing that he already had that plan previously i have more trust in that potential so it's it's, it really is depending on where you are and what you want but i understand you're coming yeah yeah i get it you know and it's like keep in mind this is coming as a strike too to just first of all just me not being attracted the moment we got on call you know because and it wasn't just physical it was the way the energy and the way way he he carried himself that was already for me i'm like okay i'm not as attracted to that now i'm looking for other reasons to be attracted to and then when you also because like i could really get along in other things with someone and then they maybe are like a dreamer and that's or like you know more like they they're like um have a lot of things in theory and they're not executing that's fine you know but just like that that part of yeah I think I think to your point like I am at an age where I've been seeking certain types of stability Mm -hmm. and I think I was also maybe I'm a little bit um uh jaded from also having spent a lot of time in San Francisco during Um. the tech where I was like, I've met so many people who are like, mm. I have this business idea. I'm doing this thing. And I'm. it's exciting at first. And after a while, you're just like, oh, my God. Do you understand that, like, it's not – like, I just became so much more of a realist, I think, mm. from being around that, you know. Totally yeah. understandable, too. For sure, for sure. I, 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 I get it. 
And I feel like it's hard because, like, I mean, living in L.A. and dating L.A., you meet a lot of people that are, I mean, I'm a dreamer. I'm fantastical. But you meet a lot of people who are doing, who are in that, or in the city to do that. Yeah. But if they don't have anything, to your point, like, I think being a, have the trait of being a dreamer is important and necessary. Yeah. But by the age of when we're in our 30s, I'm like, I want to have seen some, like, action in that direction. And from him, the things that he was talking about, I was like, yeah. <laughs> also, just to give people context, so like I know we share this like there are X factors or X files, but you dated guys who've been like in the transitional period of yes, a career, and yeah. it's been hard for you because you're like, yeah. I did it. You're like I already done this. I I get why you would want stability. So I totally understand. Thanks for sharing your story. <laughs> this is my first time hearing you too. <laughs> I guess to end this recording, yeah. an episode, what are your, like, 2022 dating, like, I guess, approaches, or what do you want <sighs> in terms of dating this year? I think, uh, especially after last week's episode, I think I had kind of shared that my general headspace when it comes to, like, romance and dating right now is kind of like, fuck it. Like, I kind of don't, I don't, I felt like last year I put so much energy, mm. mental and emotional energy, into trying to, like, to to work on that part of my life. Yeah. I think this year, I don't want to put active like energy into it. Mm-hmm. And not to say I'm going to be lazy about it, but I don't think I'm going to be deliberate about things. I'm going to be open and receptive to things, I think. Um, and this is already me sounding like <laughs> questionable, but more like I kind of don't, I kind of just, my plan is to not have a plan. Mm, okay, How's okay. that sound? Like That's, to just be open and not have a plan. I love that. It kind of sounds like, I don't know why when you're describing your plan, I picture like, your door is open, but you're not stepping out of it. Yeah. Like, your door's open. Like, come welcome in. Yeah, yeah. Come stop, you know, stop by for tea, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's a great know. analogy. Yeah. But you're not going to go put in invites in everyone's mailboxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? How about you, Mel? What is your – when you think for 2022, Mel's dating approaches or themes mm. or how you want to approach dating this year? Yeah. So, Jan and I did have lunch before this recording, and I feel like it was a good conversation because it did help me kind of – process or like kind of figure out what I want this year like one I will say that with those two days to like round out my 2021 it definitely put me in the mindset of like I am definitely more open to meet more people this year I I feel more social this year Uh, I didn't realize I forget I forgot that one of my goals for last year was just to focus on me Mm. and I think when you're like I don't say I was broken but when you are like kind of scarred through other like things like, I was struggling with self-esteem end of 2020. So I wanted 2021 to be the year I rebuilt that. Yeah. So I feel like I rebuilt it in, enough yeah. to be like, I'm ready to, like, entertain the idea of a partner. And I think when now with 2022, I'm definitely more open to, like, meeting people. And, like, I want to date more and I want to talk to more guys. I, I think this year it's about just I'm, – I'm down. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I'm down. I'm ready for one for sure. And I'm excited. Like, I'm more active on the apps. Yeah. I don't know if things are going to work my way. But, like, I get, I, I had this shower thought where I'm like, you know, even those two dates, they're completely opposites. But in some ways, those repetitions are, like, getting myself out there. Yeah. Kind of, like, it does help you figure out what you really want and yeah. what you value. Like, first guy was a no. But the second guy, even though it wasn't the right complete match for me, I'm like, there's a lot of good takeaways from this that I thought I wanted, I didn't. And, th- and things I... I realize I do want that I didn't yeah. realize before. So each and every person I talk to, I feel like I'm getting closer and closer. Yeah. But I'm not going to be like, you know, hiring a freaking matchmaker right now. Yeah. But like, I'm open to be more like, I always joke around like, yeah, my, with dating apps right now, I definitely upgraded a premium. Yeah. Because 
you can manifest a partner. You can manifest mm. what you want. So my thing was like, why don't I help manifestation out a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I feel like you are, you're actively putting more energy into it mm-hmm. and you're act- actively more open. So if I'm like in my room and like, I'm like, people can come in for tea. I'm just going to chill here. I feel like you're like getting dolled up and like going out onto the, onto- on the porch. Yeah. On the- <laughs> I'm on the porch being, hi, <laughs> yeah. I'm here. I feel like you're actively actually going out to like, the local club or the local bar, right? Yeah. I feel like you're ready to mingle. Yeah, I'm a little bit ready to mingle. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it's, it, it's been fun. I think, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, you know, 2022, let's see what happens. Yeah. I have no idea. I'm excited though. Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm curious for our listeners, what does dating and romance look like for all of you in 2022? Um, what are your uh, things that you're going to focus on? What are your approaches? Yeah, I'm curious. I want to hear it. So le- let us know and leave us comments around that. Yeah, please. Yeah, comment on our Instagram post. Or if you're in our Discord, you know, oh, we do post. channels for that. Yes. Yeah. Or if it, we, we do have a podcast um, channel where we kind of share the recent episode. I love for y'all to start a thread. I know we have yeah. a singles and dating channel. You guys are so active in it. I love reading through the messages. But I'm actually very curious to hear, you know, as my fellow singles out there what do yeah what like janet said what are your new approaches and to dating in 2022 please either start a thread in that channel or in the podcasting episode channel please we want to be jane i want to know yeah are you in are you in the room with janet or are you on the porch with me yeah. or like <laughs> where are you at you know if you resonated with today's episode let us know in the comments of our ig post and if you'd like to put faces to our names you can find us on youtube where we share vlogs an audience q a segment called dear abg and much more our handle on both platforms is at asian boss girl if you resonate with today's episode let us know in the comments of our ig post if you'd like to put faces to our names you can find us on youtube where we share vlogs an audience q a segment called dear abg and much more our handle on both platforms is asian boss girl and we have a couple of shout-outs for today's episode. From Brianna in the Bay Area to her sisters of Alpha Kappa Delta Phi, happy Founders Day to all my Katie Phi sisters, love and friendship. In New York City, Donna is sending a shout-out to Bonnie. Good luck on your second semester of grad school, girl. Thank you for always being there for me and checking in on me when I forget to check in on myself. Love you to the moon and back, Bobby. From Angelina in Singapore to Rico, thanks for being the most supportive boyfriend and for introducing me to ABG. Here's to never stop improving ourselves together. In Fresno, California, Star is sending a shout out to Destiny. Shout out to my bestie, Destiny Lore, for always being there for me and getting me hooked on your podcast. Love you. All the way from India, Lashini is sending a shout out to Naomi, Twinkle, and Rosie. Go girls, give your best in everything that you do. In New York City, Wenhee is sending a shout out to Wendy. Thank you for being an amazing girlfriend. I'm looking forward to our bright future together. And in Sacramento, California, Esther is sending a shout out to Tiffany. Congrats on your promotion, Tiffs. I'm so proud of you and you're going to thrive in this new chapter of your life. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree in our link in bio and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all her magic on our episodes, including this one. Thank you all, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye! Bye.